Well, thanks for being with us today as we uh, go deeper after Jeff has shared a message with us from John chapter 7. Sorry you had the whole chapter, <laughs> mate. That was a fair bit in that. It was a big one. Yeah, it was a big one. Um, and, and you did end up sitting on, sitting on just a couple of verses, yeah. really. Yeah. Um, but before we touch on that, um, just that, that overview of how the whole narrative is so important to understand yes. what's happening through the Old Testament yep. that Jesus shines a light on mm-hmm. or, or fulfills or you know, yep. brings to completion. Um, and I just wanted you to touch on, to start with, those seven um, the feasts, yeah, yeah. festivals. Yep. Um, just, I have heard that before, but unpack a little bit for us just the, yep. the revelation we get of Jesus by understanding mm. these things that had happened yeah. and continue to happen even today in the Jewish context. Yeah. Um, what, what did you get out of that? Uh, look, a, a couple of things. Like a, and, and first, it's just incredible. Like how, how wonderful and beautiful and, and orchestrated and stitched together the fact that Jesus would, would fulfill the prophetic nature of those feasts on, on the day or in, in the midst of those, uh, the celebration of those feasts. That's just awesome. Um, but I think there's also, there's like that really human potency of here are generations and generations of Israelites who are employing their bodies in a particular way during these feasts and festivals that are shaping their identity, it's shaping their collective imagination. Like those feasts are doing something. It's not just something that the people do, the feasts are doing something to the people. And so they're being shaped by, their, by each of these feasts. Um, incredible that they're celebrations. You know, there's a, there's a sense of joy and thanksgiving and, and looking back. There's something inherent about the, the feast that, that encouraged the Israelites to look back and remember their story. We never forget our story. And God's faithfulness and in God's that, faithfulness. Yeah. God has been faithful then. He will be faithful now. We can count that he will be faithful in the future. So this sense of story, that we're inhabiting a story, that we employ our bodies in a particular set of practices every year, so our bodies are trained into the story, um, that it's cemented within our collective psyche that God is faith, has been faithful, is faithful, will be faithful. Um, Very difficult to look forward to a future hope unless it's grounded in a historical and present hope. Um, otherwise it's disembodied and it's kind of just like some, it's a wish. Mm-hmm. But okay. when our future hope is grounded in our, our history, mm-hmm. there's something really powerful about that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's just a great picture, I think, of, um, and you particularly you talked of the, the one you're looking at today, the, the Feast of Tabernacles, that yep. picture of um, camping out. Yep. With the view of, so they were camping out with the view of the promised land. Yes. And, and we are camping out yeah. with the view of that, right. that eternity yep. uh, in the renewed heavens, the renewed earth, um, yep. God's presence with us in the new city of Jerusalem. But even as we wait. Yeah, but even as we wait, that's right, the, yep. the Holy Spirit's role in yep. that. And so that was one of the verses you touched on, mm-hmm. is that, I uh, forget what verse it was but you know that idea of Jesus is the living water and yep. the living water coming out of me or coming out of you is the spirit yes yeah yep. H- how significant is that for us um, a- as a community of people to understand the spirit's role yeah 
in us and through us. Mm -hmm. uh, some we touch on a fair bit, but I, I reckon we don't always have a really good grasp yeah, right. of the significance yep. of it. Father, Son, and the other one. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, I think that's why it's really important that we actually hold a Trinitarian theology. Yes. Uh, and I think that there's, there have been some times and segments within the church where, where a Trinitarian understanding of God has has actually been declared to be useless. I couldn't imagine anything to be further from the truth. Yeah. We, we probably need to have a reasonable understanding of, of who it is that we declare to be God, who is this God that we, yes. that we worship. Yeah, right. And if this God is triune, Father, Son and Spirit, then it's important that we have an understanding of the God that we, mm. um, that we worship. And so, of course, you know, we, it, it's reasonably easy or easier for us to relate to Jesus because Jesus is human. So he's gone, yes. human, 100% yep. gone, you know, dual nature. And so, so we, we can relate to this guy because he, he's a guy, you know, mm. he's, he's a human. Um, but it is the person of Jesus that is present to us in his physical absence in the Holy Spirit, right? So, so the Holy Spirit is still the Spirit of Christ yep. within us. So the person of Jesus is present to us mm. and in us um, through the Holy Spirit. So that's why Paul can say, um, I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I that live, but, but Christ, Christ lives, lives in, in me. me. Yeah. Now he's, he's not saying the Holy Spirit. Yeah, he's saying now Christ. He's meaning that, but he says, yeah, yeah. Christ yeah. lives in me. Yeah. So, so we... We are in, indwelt by the Holy Spirit. Um, so we are in, and the Spirit is in us. It's like this mutual in, indwelling. Yeah. And so it's by this indwelling of the Holy Spirit within us that we actually participate in, yeah. in trying God. Yeah. Um, that is our eternality. That's right, yeah. So we, because and we participate... even shifting that thinking from eternal life being about a time... Yep. Span yep. to know it's eternal because it is the life of Christ in in me, in me and yeah. me in Him. Yeah. So John gets there. So we're kind of just starting to crack some of these yes. things open yeah. now with all of the symbolism. You know, like over the next couple of weeks and months, we'll we'll get there. But yeah. we're kind of being primed That's right. for yeah. some of this stuff. I think. So so as you know, I, I hope our home groups engage with this and have some good discussion around it. So as as we follow Jesus personally. The, the hardest thing, obviously, out yes. of what you shared today yep. is that dying to self. Yeah. How do we practically die to self yeah. day by day, moment by moment, so that that living yep. spirit in me is the one living yep. in, in this body, in my context, mm -hmm. in my interactions? Yep. How do we do that? Um, it is love. It is the definition of love. So that, that agape love is self-emptying love. Um, and it only functions within reciprocity, mm -hmm. right? So, which is why we've got a triune God. Yes. So that love can function within the reciprocity of Father, Son, and Spirit. So each one emptying themselves, pouring out in love for the other. Mm -hmm. So another, none are ever empty. Because yep. as soon as I'm empty, I'm, I'm, I'm full. filled up by yep. So, So this notion of dying to self is the definition of love. There is no greater love than this, than mm -hmm. to lay your, lay your life down. So you kind of need to hold both of those things together. Like if, if I think that dying to self is um, self-flagellation, 
Yeah, or, or it leaves me wanting, or it, or leaves, it leaves me, me wanting, leaves me em- leaves me empty. Yep. We've missed we've missed it. Yeah. We've missed the point. It it is love. Um, it is it is when I deliberately remove myself for the throne, so that so that God is is on the throne. Then I find out in the paradox of that that I'm actually elevated now, participating mm. in the life of God. And I think that's what we're afraid of. We're yep. afraid of the revelation of that paradox. Yes. Because we're going to think, yep. I- if it's not me, yep. then I'm lacking, I'm inferior, I'm less than. Yep. And, and our whole yep. framework has been, now I want to be yep. noticed, I want to be centre, I want mm-hmm. to be... Yep. Yeah. The, it's, you know, Paul, like the, all of this stuff is just so central to Paul's mm. theology. And he kind of wraps his theology up in Philippians 2, yeah. in the whole thing about, you know, have, have the mind of Christ. And it is this Christ who is, you know, because he is equal to God, because and although he is equal to God, you know, he considered equality with, with God yeah, not something, not something to be grasped. Yep. He emptied himself. Yeah. Um, but then what do we see? We see that God elevates yeah, him. Right. And so we are to have the mind of Christ. That's the whole spiritual journey. It is the journey of self, em- of self emptying, of yes. laying, laying down our lives only to find it. Yes. Yeah. Yep. So we we want to follow well, gather well, and go well. Yeah. And so as you've explained that, uh, it makes sense in our going spaces that the thing for us to be doing is that self emptying, that that yep. loving, the preferring the other. Yes. Um, makes sense. But in our gathered space. Yeah. That the church gathered, whether it's home group, whether it's a Sunday gathering, very shortly. Yep. Um, where does this play out in that space, in, yep. in our I togetherness? Think, I think that is in that place of preferring one another. Mm. Um, so that's look at Colossians three, like the whole place from yep. Colossians three twelve. Uh, you know, he, here's kind of the recipe of how we get on with one another as brothers and sisters. Yep. You know, like where. Um, we're really we're patient with one another. We're we're esteeming one another more highly than ourselves. You know, like this. This is what it is to live in Christian community. We we are functioning within that reciprocity of self of self emptying. Mm-hmm. Um, our Christian communities ought to, as best we can, and we know we're busted. It should resemble the eternal triune community. Yeah. So. You know, like, what does that, what does that look like to be preferring one another, to be bearing with one another, to be patient with one another, to honour one another more highly than ourselves? I was sharing that in a wedding on Thursday. Yep. That that idea of the marriage is that same thing. It's the same thing. Self giving yep. with the husband, the wife, and the Holy, the Holy Spirit. Spirit. It's this picture it, of it the exactly triune God, isn't it? Yep. And so when we get that picture of us in community, that. Yep. That bearing with one another, forgiving one another, loving one another, serving one another, yep. kindness to one another. Mm. Um, Jesus said really clearly that when that's present, when that's operating, yep. that's going to be attractive, and that's how the world yep. will know that we are. That's right. Followers of Jesus, and we'll get it wrong. Yep. The human condition is inherently selfish. Yes. Um, which is why we have to bear with one another because yeah, we right. will, will get it wrong maybe more often than we'll get it right. So there's a fair bit there to talk about. I encourage you in your home group this week to dig into this. Um, it would be worth listening to that message again just to get those really good pictures of how those feasts really helped identify mm. and, and shape 
um, Jesus and for him to actually give us that picture of, of what God's doing in the world, yep. um, how we follow together, gather together and go together, um, carrying that mm -hmm. Holy Spirit in us and through yep. us. So um, have a great chat about that this week and we'll be back with you again next week as we move into John chapter 8. Here we go, good. John 8. See you then. Ta-da!